Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Takes a shot, runs into the box, shot, score! It's time for Atlanta Soccer Tonight. Tune in as Jason Longshore gives you insight and analysis on the beautiful game, including headlines from around the world of soccer. Rebound, score! This is Atlanta Soccer Tonight, brought to you by Moe's Southwest Grill. Welcome to Moe's. Atlanta Soccer Tonight is on Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Here's Jason Longshore. Let's kick it. Atlanta Soccer Tonight, live on 92.9, The Game and the Odyssey app. I'm Jason Longshore. Welcome to our weekly show. We cover soccer in Atlanta, in Georgia, in the Southeast, in the United States, in this hemisphere. If there's soccer happening, we are probably going to be talking about it here on AST every single week. And as you guys know by now, the high school soccer season in Georgia has started, and I am live here at North DeKalb Stadium in Chambly. It was a tough night for the home team. The Bulldogs fell in both boys and girls action this evening. 3-1 in the girls match to the Stars Mill Panthers and 5-1 in the boys match to the Pope Greyhounds. A lot of fun covering these games for our Soccer Down Here Network. Thank you so much to the DeKalb County School District Athletics Department for hosting us tonight for this doubleheader. It's match week for Atlanta United. It feels like preseason has been going on for a long time, but finally we are in match week as Atlanta United starts the regular season in Major League Soccer on Saturday. They finished preseason, at least the game portion of it, last Saturday. It was a 3-1 loss, the first loss of preseason. This was behind closed doors in South Florida to Sporting Kansas City, so... Nobody had a chance to see the match unless they were on the field. We do know that two of Kansas City's goals were scored from the penalty spot in the second half. So keep that in mind when you hear 3-1 loss, two goals from penalties. Uh, I don't really know what to take out of it. I'm not sure how 
the guys looked. I'm not sure, you know, what the substitution patterns were. I'm not sure how all of this went down in this final preseason game. I had a chance to see the other four preseason games and be on the call either on radio or on the stream. And I liked how this team has been building from day one until now. Had a chance to see the team in training today in Marietta and loved the intensity, loved how the session went. It was all about using pressure to create attacking moments. And I thought the team did a really good job of it. One of the biggest things that stands out to me about this team as they're going into game one on Saturday is the the feel around this team. And it's a hard thing to quantify, and everybody's going to have a different opinion on it. I just really liked hearing the amount of communication on the field today. I, I liked hearing all of the talking, whether it's from somebody that you expect that to be from, like Brad Kazan, whether it's somebody like Steon Gregerson, who you're starting to hear a little bit more of, somebody like Yorgos Yakamakis, who has always been a big presence, but maybe is now among that true leadership group in this club. I really liked seeing how this team looked and sounded and just how everything felt in training today in Marietta. Now, there were a few players missing from training. Jamal TRA was jogging on the side. He is still dealing with the effects of a concussion, and I believe that was suffered in the match against Kansas City, or it was in training last week. Edwin Mosquera, he is close to returning to full training. Not quite yet, but getting very close. Derek Etienne is the only longer-term injury right now for Atlanta United. Tiago Almada is back with the team. He has rejoined the club after leading Argentina to qualification for the Olympics. Question about how much we'll see of Tiago Almada. This is his first week back with the team. He had a week off after being with the Argentine U23 team. I don't know if we'll see him from the start or if we'll see him play less than 90 minutes or if we'll see him come on in the second half. I'm not sure where that's going to fit. The other question for me going into Saturday, and it's still early in the week, Caleb Wiley was coming off of an injury with U.S. men's national team duty. His availability has ramped up during preseason. He's played more. He's looked very, very good in preseason, but he might not quite be 90 minutes fit at 100% intensity. So if he starts and doesn't finish on Saturday, it's not alarming. I think it would kind of be the expectation with the preseason that he has had. Now, the season starts on Saturday. It's in the same place that last season ended, Columbus, Ohio. The crew, we know, they went on to win MLS Cup last season. Atlanta was the last team to beat them. Game two of that first-round series at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Cannot wait to get season eight of Atlanta United Soccer on 92.9. The game started on Saturday afternoon. Five Stripes Countdown starts us off at 1 p.m. Abe Gordon, Garrett Chapman, they will get you ready for the match. Kickoff will be at 2.10, 10 minutes after the announced times this year. You can watch it on Apple TV's MLS Season Pass. You can listen on 92.9 The Game and the Odyssey app. And a full hour of the full-time report. Every match will have an hour-long full-time report, even the games on the road. That's going to follow the final whistle in Columbus. You'll hear from manager Gonzalo Pineda from Columbus. And Abe Gordon and Garrett Chapman will take you through that full-time report after Mike Conti and I sign off and hop on a plane. Now, I mentioned MLS Season Pass on Apple TV. Let's get ready for the season with our good friend, Kevin Egan. We originally planned on doing a 15-minute interview. I told him ahead of time, 15-minute interview. We'll talk about MLS. 
season preview, all those things. It went a whole lot longer than that. Here's part one of our conversation from earlier today. Myself and Kevin Egan from Apple TV's MLS Season Pass. Host of MLS 360 on Apple TV's MLS Season Pass, Kevin Egan helping us with the preview. What's up, Kev? Good morning, Jason. Good evening. Good afternoon. Wherever you're listening to this show from around the world, delighted you're with us. And hopefully you'll join us on MLS 360 as well. Cheers for the intro, bud. We're going to get into that, but let's start with kind of the, the big conversation coming into the, the 2024 season. A lot of people are saying that this is Miami's title to lose. How do you feel about that? I'm really conflicted by this because, yeah, on paper, Messi with his with his off season, you know, and he had some time away. He welcomes in his best bud Suarez. They, they they've got Tata Martino on the line. They could bring in Redondo. Like this makes total sense for Miami to put together a really strong season. On the flip side, you've you've got all that travel. You've got the altitude. You've got the cold. You've got the heat. You've got the elements that this Miami team and these players particularly have not dealt with in the past before. Suarez was living offside in preseason. You know, his <laughs> knees don't look the best right now. However, I still think, and my prediction will be that Miami will probably finish around third, fourth, or fifth in the East. And I think they'll win MLS Cup. I think they'll find a way with the experience that they have to peak at the right time and make it happen. Yeah, where I keep coming back to with Miami is, and MLS is a strange animal in some ways with the playoff format at the end. I think Miami will be good in cup competitions. They'll be good in those short bursts where they can, you know, get up for big games. But in the regular season, I, I don't see this anywhere near a supporter shield kind of team. I, I think you're going to have dips in the season. Yeah, me too. I, and players rested too. Yeah, like too. there's going to be a lot of disappointed fans. You can't, you, you, like, let's call a spade a spade. Like, if Messi can't go or if there's fatigue there, he's 37 in June. It's going to happen. Suarez is 37 already, I believe. And you've got to protect those players if you're Tata Martino. And he's well experienced to do that. So I, I, I think they're extremely porous at the back. Every Miami game is going to be blockbuster not only because of the messy effect because they're going to score a boatload of goals but they're also going to concede a boatload of goals in many ways they could be the atlanta united of 2024 because that's what we saw from atlanta last season they could be hopefully atlanta united's not conceding as many goals <laughs> as they did in 2023 we'll get there in a second um here's the the thing about everybody anointing miami that makes me feel conflicted if i'm the columbus crew and I just had the second half of the season and the playoff run that I did, and I'm bringing everybody back. Yeah, I'm feeling disrespected because I think they're the best team in MLS. Yeah, but they didn't win the supporter shield, and they rallied and they came good at the right time. And and and, and the thing about it is, like, when it got to the bracket, I picked Columbus. I'm, I'm fairly. Did you pick I Columbus too? too? Yeah, yeah. And you know, it wasn't really in doubt for me. There was something about the confidence and the swagger that Wilfred Nancy's side had that, that made me believe, I'm not sure anybody can stop this team. Even Atlanta United last year. I, I felt Atlanta would give them a good rattle, and they certainly yeah, did. They did beat them here at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. But Columbus, the best team last season in the postseason, bar none. Um, now when it comes to the supporter shield, there's so many different factors at play here. One, Let's consider that the East is significantly better than the West this season. 100%. Therefore, bonus points to Seattle, bonus points to LAFC, mm -hmm. and in particular, I think Seattle. And I would also give a big shout to Dallas 
this year. Oh, I think okay. under, under Nico Estevez, there's a slight change up in system. I think you're going to see the very best out of Jesus Ferreira now that Petar Musa is leading the line, who's a top-class player coming across from Benfica. I've been speaking to one or two people that really know the Portuguese league that are all over uh, Petar Musa and what he can do in MLS. You've got Camungo and Ferreira underneath. I think we're seeing from, from what we've seen in, in the preseason and the reports that we're seeing a change in system. Uh, that will allow Sealy and Ari- Ariola be like real attack-minded wingbacks and play with a more of a three-four-three or three-four-two-one, and Dallas could could come good. They could really cause problems this season. Um, but over in the East, that it's far more stacked, and I, I really do believe we're going to see a huge improvement from the New York Red Bulls. Like, I massive. Agree. Um, and I think that Montreal are a sneaky good shout. A side that most people are ruling out straight away. I think Montreal, and your face through our little Zoom chat here is astonishing Ooh. me. <laughs> I saw Montreal in preseason, and it was fascinating to see what Laurent Courtois wants yeah. to do with this team. Crazy high line, um, lots of pressure. I don't know if they have all the pieces that they need to have what the success missing? that he could have. Goalkeeper. Goalkeeper who can play in Sirwa. that way. They love Sirwa. They're, I like Sirwa too, but not in that him. system. Not in that system. I don't like so it. Because what I heard was that their goalkeeper had mentioned that he expects Sirwa to run about five miles a game. Easily. Think about that. Easily. A goalkeeper. But, but I saw the way that they played against Atlanta, and, and it, it threw Atlanta off. And it, this is a game where it's 260s, so you know it's preseason. You're still figuring yeah. things out. But where, were, where they were weak was the goalkeeper with the ball at their feet. Yeah. And I think Sir was a great shot stopper. I like him too, but that's going to be the area that lets them down a little bit. Maybe he picks it up. Maybe it's like Patrick Schulte in a way with Columbus crew too, and then getting it and then being so good in MLS, but they're going to have to pick that side of their game up really quick. I I'm fascinated by what they're going to do though. I think they're going to be a fun watch. Yeah. And for anybody that's not aware, Laurent Courtois, the, the manager that you mentioned from Montreal came from Columbus crew too, and had huge influence over Patrick Schulte. The, the reports are that they're really high on Sirwa, what he's capable of, his improvements. He's 22. He's a Quebec boy. He is a, a, apparently a winner and a real leader already in the dressing room. So there's high hopes for him. At the back, a player like Waterman came through strong uh, second like half Waterman. of last season. And then, you know, you've got other pieces around him. I think Kakaro up front might lead the line instead of Joseph Martinez. But it could be Joseph and Kakaro, who apparently is your classic you know, he's he's your in-your-face Uruguayan striker who's the nicest guy off the field, but on the field he turns into a different beast. Um, and and I think I think this is a really good squad, being honest. And even Juan is a perfect signing for what they're trying to do. So Montreal could be a sneaky good team in the East, as could the New York Red Bulls. And then, Jason, then you're looking at the numbers game and saying, well, who falls out? Yeah. Is it Nashville? Is it Philadelphia? Because Philadelphia have remained stagnant. They, they won the East two years ago. They dropped to fourth last year. They haven't bolstered in the offseason at all. So at what point do you say, well, what makes you think you're going to improve? Those are the two that I keep coming back to. Nashville, especially. Philadelphia may be falling into the, the play-in round. It's possible. The East is going to be brutal. And, and I think you know if Miami gets in, if Montreal makes the rise that, that you're talking about and they get into that top nine, Red Bulls, if they climb into the top seven as opposed to the play-in game, you're going to have to have some teams drop. And I don't think it's easy answers, and who does that? Chicago look better, too. Yeah, Chicago should be better. Um, 
I mean, we we keep looking at Toronto with everything that they're talking about and what they want to do, and I'm not seeing it yet, but yeah. that's a team with talent. Can they ever get it together? The East is brutal top to bottom. So if you're an Eastern Conference side with with little to no hope, who are you? Charlotte? I hate to say it, but yeah. Um, I think Toronto as well. I, I think it's going to be a, a massive failure in Toronto. Uh, the minute they hit some adversity, I think it's going to go bad. Yeah. But Charlotte's the one that I just don't know how you improve after moving on from Yusviak and Schwederski and not really replacing them. Well, let me throw a little bit of hope their way. Okay. One, the primary transfer window doesn't close until January or April Very 23rd. True. Yep. So they've got a little bit of time, but the, the early stages of the season could be rough. Two, they've got a manager in Dean Smith who's going to simplify everything. He's not going to start doing, working with inverted fullbacks like Latanzio was. And he, he's going to play a 4-3-3 like we've seen throughout his entire career as a manager. Look at the strikers, the lone strikers that he's worked with that have produced some brilliant numbers. Think Ollie Watkins. There was Vibe while he was at Brentford. Tammy Abraham led the line as a lone striker. So there's there's something that he wants from his striker. He wants to, he wants to stretch the field. Wingers stay wide. Um, your striker has to be able to be a bull and get in behind and, and break that defense. And that's something that Enzo Capetti, for me, is excellent at. I he can be that player. And in working a bit with Bradley Roy Phillips, we were, we were doing some rehearsals last week for 360. He was raving about the runs that Capetti makes, uh, both from deeper positions and on set pieces. He said he's one of the best uh, strikers in the league at his movement inside the area and beyond. So I'm intrigued by the development of Enzo Capetti under Dean Smith. Atlanta Soccer tonight will be back with more from Kevin Egan. Your MLS season preview right after this break on 92.9 The Game and the Odyssey app. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Back to more of Atlanta Soccer Tonight with Jason Longshore. On Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Welcome back, Atlanta Soccer Tonight, live from North DeKalb Stadium here in Shambly. More from my conversation from earlier today with Kevin Egan from Apple TV's MLS Season Pass. Let's finish the MLS Season Preview with Kevin Egan right now. So the East is going to be just a street fight all the way through. I think even the teams towards the bottom that we're putting in the less hope category are going to pull upsets. They're going to beat some of the big teams. I'm with you, though, about the West. I think if you're looking at a Supporter Shield winner because of the West being a little more 
separated into tiers, probably going to come from the West. Who do you think that is? <sighs> Seattle looks strong. I, I do think LAFC, you know, they, they, they could potentially go back to back to back MLS Cups, which wow. hasn't been done since what the revolution, I believe. Um, I right. So I, I, I think LAFC look really strong. There's one player flying under the radar there who hasn't featured a whole lot in preseason. And I'm going to give him a shout. I actually stuck him down for, for the fun of it as my young player of the year, even though on this show alone, I'll say it. I think it'll be Caleb Wiley. But I was throwing it out there <laughs> that uh, I think uh, Tommy Angel. Juan Pablo Angel's son mm -hmm. will be a sneaky good shout because I I, I chat I, I know Juan Pablo a little bit and uh, you know I remember chatting with him all about his son but all the video evidence would suggest that this guy is so clinical inside the area and he's he's a real fox in the box and he's he's savvy in tight spaces and that's the player for me that LAFC really missed um, and I'm just intrigued to see how they play Jason we talked about this last year that it was a little bit rock and roll like. There wasn't much control about their performances. So I'm intrigued here with uh, with Chirondolo uh, uh, to see what he can churn out here. Yeah, LAFC is fascinating to me just because I don't know if they can be as good as they have been. I want to see really what Chirondolo settles into because I think we've seen wild, wide open, just chaos. But we've then yeah. we've seen some cynicism, especially in the playoff run last year at times where very defensive, sit behind the ball, concede possession, and, and just defend, I don't know who they are. I, I don't yeah. rate them quite as high. I think Seattle is the team that I keep looking at that with the little bit of reshaping that we've seen this year, because that team felt really old last season. They feel fresh in 24. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And, and they still have... A goalkeeper who had the most clean sheets in the league last year. They, they've a back two in Reagan and, and Yamar who will will continue to improve as a duo. Further forward, they've replaced Alexa Ladero and, and a fit Jordan Morris. Uh, there, there's a lot of reasons to, to give hope. Let me ask you, my one, two, three in no particular order. I've mentioned Dallas, LAFC, Seattle. How about you? It's kind of hard to argue that. I mean, I'm trying to think of who else could jump in. Um, Houston's the one that I've got Sporting my Kansas eye on. City, I'd say. Yeah, Kansas City's in that mix too, but Houston's the one, and maybe it's just because of what we saw last year in the Open Cup. There is the injury with Quinones that is a concern for them, and can they do it again? Can they be that team and maybe take that step forward from what they, they finished with, which was really good last year? I thought Ben Olsen maybe did as good of a coaching job as anybody in MLS last year. He was my pick for Coach of the Year. Maybe they're the one, but you're starting to sell me on Dallas a little bit. Yeah. You're really starting to sell me on Dallas. Never been a salesman, Jason, but I'll take it. I think there's... <laughs> plus, plus, you look at their midfield, and this is without Alan Velasco. Velasco yeah, scores ACL in true. October. So now you've got Yaramendi, who who now has a preseason under his belt, alongside Pomichel, who's fit and healthy. If those two can stay fit, fit and healthy, that could be a duo that could be really impressive, you know, because they complement each other quite well. And I'm looking forward to seeing Pomichel fit and healthy yeah, he hasn't same. scored since 2021 in the league the poor fella has been been destroyed with injuries and you get a good run of form under pomico i think we kind of forget how good he can be yeah i agree i think he can be the one really pulling the strings with that group and if they can get the kind of two forward setup and figure out how to make that work with musa and ferreira they're going to be difficult to defend you mentioned a player that is my potential breakout for this year in dante Seely. Seeing him in preseason and 
seeing a little bit of him over the years, it's feel it felt like he's been poised to break out. And in this system, yeah, this could be the year that does it. Exactly. I, I think it helps them defensively. It for me, Ferrer is not a nine, and I know that sounds he's not your classic nine. He right. is a Firmino. He's a He's a little bit like a Benzema type he's player. He's a Clint Dempsey kind of nine because he's not exactly a nine, but he's exactly. not really a 10 or a winger either. Now you add someone like, a, for, for those following the world game, like an Eden Dzeko up front alongside him. I think it could be a great foil. And then Bernie Camungo, we all know about the story of Camungo, the Tanzanian refugee comes to Texas, finds a home outside of Dallas, uh, you know, becomes a star for FC Dallas. He's going to start. He's a good player. So in that midfield, we've mentioned the wingbacks. Ariola is a stud. Um, you talked about Sealy as your breakout star. The midfield duo, Pomico and Yaramendi. And then the back three, you know, with Tafari became a real leader uh, last season with Pice and Goal. I, I have a strong feeling that this Dallas side could challenge to win either the Western Conference or maybe even the Supporter Shield or be there or thereabouts in the top three. They're going to be fascinating. Um, who's the team that everybody is high on that you're not quite seeing it? <laughs> see, see, it depends what side of the bed I wake up on because one morning I'd say Miami you know there's there's moments and yeah. I think we'll see an awful lot on, on Wednesday night tomorrow night that is now the season starts tomorrow Jason I know how exciting crazy. is that um, yeah that that I wake up and think oh Miami man I can't see them going to Columbus and not being blown out like I can't see them going there and not losing 4-0 because Columbus are going to have the ball and they're going to make this Miami team chase and they'll 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 cruise past them, but on their day, they have the potential to put on a show. Um, especially if you can get Kramatsky fit, if if you can if you can get runners in midfield, if Ruiz continues to improve, if if Redondo comes in, that's when this team can can really become spellbinding and uh, and, and and put on a show. I don't think they're going to break records at all. Like I said, I think they'll finish maybe third or fourth in the East, and then come good once the postseason arrives. Yeah, I think for them getting into the top four is going to be such a critical thing because if you get a best of three and they're on the road in game three, we saw it last year, how difficult that can be. How do you feel about Cincinnati? I feel like they're going to come back to earth some. I think losing Vasquez is obviously going to hurt them. I don't feel like they're going to get the replacement in production out of them. And I feel like last year in some ways maybe was just the best that that group could be. I do want to see how they look differently with Miles Robinson there. I do want to see if that makes them even tougher defensively, where if they're not quite as good in the attack and they don't get as many goals with Vasquez gone, that they're better defensively to make up for it. I do want to see how that plays out. I'm fascinated by Cincinnati. I really am. And, and I agree. The, the Acosta production, I think, will continue. He's, he's what, 28 years of age. He's, he's in his prime. Top-class player. Um bringing a new midfielder from, from Poland, I believe, and then it's it's alongside Wobodo. You're taking out Junior Moreno, who was sneaky good last season yeah, he was. as a connector, you know, their best passer. Um, and then Robinson, honestly, like, I'm a huge fan of Miles, but Mosquera was really, really good. Really good. So if Miles is an upgrade on what Mosquera gave them last season, well, then Miles is going to have a phenomenal season. Am I right or wrong? I agree. I totally agree. I do think he really suits that way of playing, though. I think yeah. where you're not asking him to build out of the back quite as much, you're asking him to be able to cover that ground in behind. He can play a little bit higher line. Yeah, I, I think he suits it. We got to talk oh, about uh, Atlanta. I'm United. sorry, Czech Republic. Oh, go ahead. Midfielder oh. from Czech Republic. Yes. Uh, of of uh, Buka, is it? 
Yes, yeah, I you're need right. to do my digging on him. But uh, the reports are that 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 Pavel Buka has been really good. I'm curious to see how it comes together for them. Um, I've had a chance to see a lot of Atlanta United in preseason. I'd love to get your take watching it from afar on where you think the five stripes are going to be in 24. I think they'll be really good. I'm really excited. And my, I have some questions, though, about consistency. Um, the team nearly looks somewhat complete. When you analyze the, the actual 11, say, it still brings questions. I still wonder who's going to be the first choice goalkeeper. I really do. I think that's that's a too. bigger question than maybe we realize. Um, then the back four, I think Williams is going to really push Abram at the back. I think and, he has in preseason. Yeah. I think he has. I think he's been really, really good in preseason. And Abram has as well. But you're right. I don't think it's locked down there on a regular basis. And don't forget about Noah Cobb. Yep. I felt like Noah Cobb was the best of all of the center backs in preseason. Yeah, yeah. The only thing that Noah has on his side is time, right? You'd yeah. like to think that he's so, 100%. you might say, let's not put him out there. Certainly week one. Um, left back, Caleb. Right back, Brooks. Midfield looks solid with Slish alongside Moyumba. I mean, that is, that for me, the makings of a top, top class central midfield. Let's hope for everyone in Atlanta here that we keep a hold of Thiago Almada all season. And then out wide is my biggest question mark. Um, can we see consistency out of Lobjanice? and Sean De Silva. Like, I'm talking productivity. I'm talking stay fit and healthy. Like, I'm talking consistency with it within the game. Because the best wingers, the best players we've seen in Major League Soccer, they turn it on, and they always stay on. And at times last season, I thought that Sean De Silva went a little bit off the boil, Lobjanice went a bit off the boil, and at times you were just wanting a little bit more. And they have the potential. They're top-class players. Especially, for me, Lobjanice is just such a wonderful street player. Like, he's a He's a street footballer, you know, like he makes he makes things that should be so difficult look so easy. He's got great vision and awareness, and uh, I think he can become a real top player in this league. And then the other thing, obviously, if he stays fit, I think Yakimakis could score 30 goals this season. But staying fit is also the big question mark. And, and if he goes out at all, Cantieri step in and be the guy. Yeah, that's those questions are all, all valid. I, I think Shandy Silva is to me the biggest piece that can determine the success for Atlanta United in terms of how high they can go. Because wow. I, like I, thought we, I thought we saw it last year, and I can't remember which game it was late. It was the one that he had two goals in. And I remember coming into that in pregame and saying, like, you've got to feed him early to get him going. Like, he's one that kind of needs that push to get going in a match. And it worked out. That was the way they played it. They tried to play to that Go back to game two against Columbus. They went to that side early and often and got Columbus tilted to where it opened up the space on the opposite side for Saba. I think Saba's one, you're right. He he can adapt to the game as it's being played. He's very good at that and his technical ability is off the charts. But Shande's the one that you've got to kind of push a little bit to get him going. So I, I want to see how the team plays early in matches, if they try to feed the left a lot early, get Caleb making those runs as well, get Shande into the flow of the game, and then open up the rest of the game as you go. Jason, question for you. Will yes. this be the first time in Atlanta United history that we're seeing a true double pivot? Um, I, think, I think it kind of is. I've, I've, I've thought and I don't it through think and... Kind of, but I don't think it's actually going to play that way as often no? as you might think. I, I think Muyamba is going to step higher a lot more this year. And he did a good bit last year because 
I, I've always felt like Hosechu got a, a lot of stick and sometimes unfairly, especially the second half of last season where he just sat. He just dropped and he just sat between the, the, the center backs in front of them and let Muyambag go play and go find the game. And I think with Slish, it's going to be even more of that where Tristan's going to pop up in those spots next to Tiago. And it, it's going to create a front five really dangerous. And then with the fullbacks going too, it's going to be a front seven I, at times. I think Slish will too, Jason. I think you're going to, I, I think, think you're going to see him spots. go. Yeah, yeah. He'll pick his spots, but I think, and, and it's just from early on and just look a few minutes in preseason with the two of them playing together. I thought it worked where it tilted more often than not with Slish sitting central, Muyamba going up and finding the space. Now you've got to get Almada into that mix and get those three playing together and see how it fits. And if needed, you've got Dax McCarty, which I think will prove to be an immense signing here in the offseason. Such a good fella. Yep. 19th season in the league. I think when we talk about storylines, and story, we're storytellers as broadcasters. Certainly with 360, we'll be bringing stories each and every week on Apple TV. And Dax's story, having not MLS Cup, this is maybe his final season. I don't know if he said as much, has he? Yeah. His final season in the league. To win MLS Cup for him is everything right now. It's got to be. So Dax's final run, perhaps, in, in, in here in Atlanta, moving from a rival Nashville, it's going to be a great story to keep an eye on. So let's finish with 360, because we could break down all of MLS for another two hours if you let us keep going. 360 is going to be a fun project for you this year. Tell us about it. Can't wait. Uh, I'm so excited to get my my uh, my team together and just work on this each and every week to try and bring the best possible show for the fans. What it is, for anyone new to this, on Apple TV, on MLS Season Pass, it is a whip-around show. A little bit like a red zone, a little bit like if you're familiar over in England, say, with Soccer Saturday. But we have everything on offer. We've got live goals. We've got live analysis with with you know, with guys in studio like Bradley Roy Phillips and Kaylin Kyle, Sasha Kleshin, uh, that have had tremendous professional careers, they're able to break it down. We can go live to the commentators on the games that they're not going to derail the commentary, but they can simply welcome in the 360 audience and give us the analysis, the synopsis of what's been playing out in that specific game. I think it's I think it's unprecedented. I think it's going to be an awful lot of fun. Um, I hope you'll stick with us and you'll, you'll join us. And there may be some teething problems along the way, but I, I hope, you know, four, five, six weeks into the season that we're well and truly motoring and that we can really bring 360 to the fore as a top-class way to catch all these games. Like, I've got my notes here in front of me for the, for the first week, and you've got Charlotte NYCFC, DC United New England, Orlando Montreal, and Philadelphia Chicago all kicking off at 7.30. So there's four games and eight teams that you may not be too familiar with, but if you join us on 360... I guarantee you a couple hours later, you'll be like, okay, I can now go to the bar with my friends and I can tell them about Montreal and the way they're playing this season or the way Caleb Porter is setting up with New England. And hopefully you can learn a thing or two about the, the teams in question and then go from watching goals bounce in to kickoffs elsewhere and have fun with us along the way. It's the biggest next step for MLS in 2024 and beyond for me. And it's something that we talk about here a lot at 92.9 The Game. You have to know the stories around the league to know the full context for your team. And I think in this league, we do a really good job in local markets, a lot of them anyway, of talking about our team and what's going on and what those storylines are. But in the NFL, we know the storylines around the division for the Falcons. In the NBA, we know the same around the Eastern Conference. Baseball, we know all the big storylines around the league. We need to have that here. I think your show is going to be such a critical element of building that for the fans around the league. I can't wait to see it.
I hope so. I really hope so. I'm so excited. I, I'm giddy when I think about it. You know, like I, 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 I finished up my time with WWE recently, which was an amazing three years. And it was time to turn the page. And I'm so excited now to just get fully stuck in to this new show for me, uh, a brand new producer, new director, new team, and, and just enjoy it and try and make it better each and every week. It's going to be a blast. I'm going to get to see it week one because we play in the early game of the day at two o'clock in Columbus. I should be home in front of my TV by 730. Think about what you just said. I know. It's MLS crazy. In 2024. Is that Longshore <laughs> hopping on the charter, huh? Yeah, no. It's what we do. <laughs> Come on now. I love it. It's going to be good times. Can't wait to see it. Thank you for taking some time for me today on Atlanta Soccer tonight. And I'm sure we'll be talking throughout the year. Anytime, Jason. Thanks for having me. Next time I have Kevin Egan on the show, uh, I'll probably have to block a two-hour show out to get all the content in. Coming up next, after a five-minute break, three local stories, four headlines, three things that make me smile about this game that I love so much. It is the 3-4-3 up next in five on 92.9 The Game and the Odyssey app. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. It's time to wrap up tonight's show with the 343. Three, four, three. Three local stories, four headlines from around the world, and three things that made you smile about the game. Atlanta Soccer Tonight is on Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Welcome back in Atlanta Soccer Tonight, live on 92.9, The Game, and the Odyssey app, live from North DeKalb Stadium here in Shambly. Wasn't the best of nights for the Bulldogs. Stars Mill won the girls' match here, and Pope won the boys' match. But with soccer down here, we cover soccer at the high school level all over the state of Georgia. And again, a big thanks to the DeKalb County Athletic Department for letting us do AST from here. But now it's time for the 343, and for the first time, brought to you by Ford. Make sure you visit your local Ford dealer. Three local stories, four headlines, three things that make me smile about this game that I love so much. Y'all know how it goes by now. Let's start on the local side. We'll come back to the high school side of things. But let's start with number one, a very strong performance from South Georgia Tormenta in the finale of the blastoff battle in Huntsville on Sunday. Tormenta defeated the home team, Huntsville City FC, 2-1. Gabriel Rodriguez had an absolute golasso of a free kick in the second half to earn the win excited for tormenta's usl league one season to get underway in just a little under a month's time there is another new professional team in the state of georgia this is headline on the local side number two the georgia lions they will be a new professional team 
in the National Independent Soccer Association, better known as NISA, for the 2024 season. Now, it is a bit unclear where they will be playing. The youth club that they were affiliated with, the former Rockdale Youth Soccer Association, RISA, that became the East Atlanta Dutch Lions last year, that club basically folded between the fall and the spring seasons. Players and, and families had to find new places for kids to play. The Georgia Lions have been conducting tryouts in Dalton recently, and it's unclear if they're going to play their games in Dalton or somewhere else. They were supposed to play in Conyers originally. They were announced, though, as part of the new NISA season last week. Mention high school updates, and we talked about what happened here. It's number three on the local side. The Stars Mill girls, they came on the road and defeated the 5A defending state champion Shambly in a match that we had on the SDH network. Final score was 3-1. Panthers are now 3-0-1 on the season. In the boys' match at Shambly, Pope won 5-1. Big win for the Greyhounds. They have been on quite the tear as of late. Johns Creek's boys, they finished with 10 men. They drew scoreless against West Forsyth. Lanier, they did the double tonight. Girls took a 4-0 win over Appalachie. Two goals from Rachel Andrews. Boys won 1-0. North Gwinnett, they also did the double. The girls won 10-0 over Decula and 3-2. Coming back from two goals down at halftime in the boys' match. North Gwinnett, girls and boys both win. Brookwood's girls won 9-0 over Mountain View. Northview's boys in maybe a little bit of an upset, 1-0 win over Collins Hill. And one more from around the state tonight, Tattnall County won 3-1 over Appling County, who was previously undefeated, won that one in a boys' match tonight. Make sure you can get all your scores over at Max Preps if you're looking for more scores around the state of Georgia. Four headlines from around the world. Let's start in Major League Soccer with number one, just some updates as the season gets started tomorrow with one match and in, in full over the weekend. Pat Brennan from the Cincinnati Inquirer reported earlier tonight that Alvaro Barreal is headed to Cruzeiro, a $4 million plus buy option on a loan. This is according to his sources. Cruzeiro is paying a loan fee up front. There is an option to terminate the loan on Cincinnati's end. If the offer exceeding $4.1 million comes in, I guess, from somewhere else, this is all very, very confusing. But what it comes down to is that Alvaro Barrial was expected to move in this offseason. The deal never materialized for him to go to Europe. And according to Pat Brennan of the Cincinnati Inquirer, Barrial made it clear that he didn't want to play for FC Cincinnati anymore. So now Cincinnati will have to readjust going into their opener this week. Some adjustments in Miami as well on the update side of things. They are reportedly roster compliant. There were some reports late last week that that would be very difficult to accomplish. The way they've done this is they've sold Gregory, a former captain. She's gone to Botafogo in Brazil. They've exercised their off-season buyout on Quarantine Sean. They've also loaned winger Edison Ascona to the Las Vegas Lights. Not a whole lot of depth remaining for the Herons at this point. Miami kicks off the MLS regular season tomorrow night as they host Real Salt Lake. And then add this one to the mix. Cesar Luis Merlo is reporting that Miami is still trying to get a deal done with Houston to add Franco Escobar. I don't know how. 
another update from around MLS. A tentative agreement was reached late last week in negotiations between the Professional Soccer Referees Association, PSRA, and the Professional Referees Organization, PRO. But then that was voted down overwhelmingly by the members of the PSRA after their leadership board reached this tentative agreement. After that vote was denied, then PRO announced that it would lock out the referees. According to feedback that the PSRA has released to the media, they said from their members that the failed ratification was driven by issues with the compensation and benefits that PRO was offering, as well as a lack of improvements to travel, scheduling, and other quality of life issues. MLS will begin the season again starting tomorrow with replacement referees. These are all referees who are certified. These are all referees who can meet whatever the requirements are that PRO has said. I'm not sure how much they've changed with the regular core of referees being locked out, but you're not getting referees who will not be able to handle these games, at least on paper. They just haven't had as many opportunities to handle these games. And cross your fingers. We'll see how this goes. Number two on the headlines, MLS teams in the CONCACAF Champions Cup. St. Louis, they hosted Houston in the first leg of their first-round matchup earlier tonight. All-cap City with the 2-1 win. Late, late winner from draft pick Jose Kojima in the 90th minute to get that win after Houston and equalize it at 1-1. Now, bad news for Houston. Sebastian Ferreira, their forward, stretchered off with a non-contact injury in the first half. Hector Herrera is already out for a few months. Julian Quinones was injured earlier in preseason. He's going to miss the entire season. Really bad injury luck for Ben Olsen's Houston Dynamo. Saprisa, they are hosting Philadelphia right now in San Jose, Costa Rica. And I have not seen it as of yet, but Jacob Glesnus reportedly had a worldie of an own goal. Saprisa leading in the Monsters Cave over the Philadelphia Union. 1-0 as that is approaching halftime. It's Atlanta soccer tonight. It's the 3-4-3 here on 92.9 The Game and the Odyssey app. This is brought to you by Ford. Visit your local Ford dealer. Number three on the headlines, the CONCACAF W Gold Cup, the Women's Gold Cup. First game for the U.S. Women's National Team. It is underway right now. The score 2-0 in the 36th minute to the U.S. over the Dominican Republic, who is ranked over 100 in the world. I think they are 105th in the world. Scoring opened with 18-year-old Olivia Moultrie, her first ever U.S. Women's National Team goal. Earlier this evening, Mexico and Argentina, same group as the U.S. and the Dominican Republic, that finished scoreless. This tournament, eight teams from CONCACAF, plus the top four teams from the last Copa America Femenina in South America. Champions League update number four on the headlines. A late goal from substitute Marco Arnautovic gave Inter a 1-0 win at home over a really tough Atletico Madrid. First leg of their Champions League round of 16 tie earlier this afternoon. Kind of sets things up for Atleti. They're going to get the second leg at home and their strong defensive play. I think they're going to feel like they have the advantage going into the second leg. Borussia Dortmund will have the advantage going into the second leg of their round of 16 after a 1-1 draw on the road at PSV Eindhoven. It was a late second half penalty from Luke de Jong that got the draw. Tomorrow, Porto, they host Arsenal. Napoli hosts Barcelona in the 
final games in the round of 16 as they get started with the first legs tomorrow. Three things that make me smile about this game that I love so much. It's how we're going to finish on the Atlanta soccer tonight, 3-4-3. Number one, it's just a joy. If you know anything about me and what I like about the game, it is a joy to watch a great holding midfielder at work. It's an even bigger joy to see that happen at the high school level. Tonight, Olivia Silcox for Stars Mill. Her composure on the ball, great range of passing, just an educated left foot, as they say. Super strong performance for Olivia tonight in Stars Mill's 3-1 win. Number two on things that make me smile about the game. Free kick golazos. Had a knack for him lately. I, I don't know what it is. Tiago Almada all last year with Atlanta United. In the last week, I've called three pretty good goals from free kicks. It started last Thursday. Johns Creek's Julian Sahare, he scored a bomb from 25 yards out against Carrollton, part of their win. Then on Friday night, Alexander's Brock Norman, I think it was closer to 30 yards. That was the opening goal for Alexander in their draw in uh, Douglas County against Chapel Hill. That was on Friday night. And then that Gabriel Rodriguez golazo for Tormenta on Sunday. I don't know. That's three in about a week. Maybe the five stripes can continue that trend on Saturday in Columbus. And number three on things that make me smile is Saturday in Columbus, starting season number eight with Atlanta United. It feels like yesterday, that first game at Bobby Dodd Stadium sometimes. Other times, it honestly feels like this team has been around for decades. We have history now. We have you know things we can look back on seven seasons of games and moments and memories and stories. It's it's just amazing to get to do what I do. I don't get to do that if you guys aren't out there listening. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to continue doing what I do. I can't wait to be in the booth alongside Mike Conti on Saturday afternoon in Ohio. One o'clock for the Five Stripes countdown, 2.10 for kickoff. Full-time report will follow all of it. Atlanta United, Columbus Crew, MLS season opener, Saturday afternoon. Thanks for hanging out with me tonight. AST will be back next Tuesday night at 10 p.m. live from Dalton, Georgia, after one of the biggest Georgia high school rivalries, Northwest Whitfield and Dalton. That is next Tuesday night. We'll be live at 10 o'clock on 92.9 The Game and the Odyssey app. Adios, everybody. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 